Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Operations Director of Branded Content. Well, hello, Rachel. Hi, Phil. How are you? Oh, it goes well. How goes it with you? It goes well. <laughs> Sorry, that just made me laugh. It's sure. good. It's good. Yeah. I actually, I have a question for you. Please. So the trailer for this new Army Hammer documentary oh, for, yes. on Discovery Plus mm-hmm. dropped a couple days ago, and it's called House of Hammer. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, he's being um, accused of being a, a cannibal, essentially, and very... Um, uh, BDSM type uh, sexual encounters, <laughs> to, to put it. Sure, sure. Um, and I, you know, like he's been canceled. He's canceled. Yeah. But now that this documentary has actually come out and this happened a while ago, right? I think like over six months ago. And anyway, I was just curious. I'm like, I, I don't know where I stand on like certain things like this because like this guy's career is done, you know? Like sure. apparently he's he's like selling things in the timeshares in the Cayman. So Cayman is that Islands. what the documentary is about? About how, like what he's doing now? Or is it about no, it's about the like these, these two women who have come forward. I know this is a whole other conversation, but I was just curious to get your take on it. These two women who have come forward, um, you know, they were in a relationship with him and just kind of unfolding all of that and his tech, mm. his direct messages and everything. They're pretty intense, but at the same time, I'm like, Hey, we are very, we are very know. open uh, when it, when consent is involved. You know what I mean? Right. Like we yeah. love the show, how to build a sex room. Like I'm all for uh, like bring on the BDSM. If we are consenting as adults in this situation, um, I don't, I don't know the specifics of the situation. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick with how it's important to hold people accountable when they are bad people. Um, but I do want to, I do want to see this docu documentary or docu series. It's a well. I think it's part of a docu series as a whole, where they're investigating mm. like different true crime stories. But yeah. this one is specifically about him and the whole story. And I think wow. it goes into his family history. It was like really oh crazy. Goodness. Anyway, I just wanted to hear what you uh, think okay, about sure, what, like sure. your well, thoughts on it because I, I don't you, know. I'm glad you flagged this because I'm going to keep this on my radar because I definitely want to check this out. Okay, we're um, going to have to circle back. I need to know more. We're going to we're going to circle back. That's right. Let's um, get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> what today a start. We, we have I know what a start. We have bad news for Netflix, good news for Disney. We revisit a classic and its modern counterpart. The dark fantasy series everyone is talking about. And my thoughts on the movie I had zero expectations for. All right, let's dive right into the news. This just in, this week's streaming news. We're saying goodbye to HBO Max. Well, sort of. Warner Brothers Discovery announced this week that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are merging into one mega streaming service, hitting the U.S. next summer. Hacks and the deadliest catch on one platform? You won't hear us complaining. (laughs) That is actually, like, the best duo. I mean... I, I like I don't know. I, I wasn't really paying for Discovery Plus before, but I guess now I will because it'll be part of HBO Max, whatever. I'm curious right? to see how this all, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it all unfolds because I have HBO Max. I don't have Discovery Plus. So I'm like, do I lose my HBO subscription? You know? I think you just I think you just get both now. I think it's just gonna be one oh, big. Okay, one, I'm, yeah, I'm down for both. that then. Yeah. Okay. I'm I don't good. know what this, it's gonna be this called. This is good news. <laughs> I don't I don't have that many feelings about it. I'm not emotionally attached. But as long as my shows still are there, it's Same. Fine. Same. Don't take my shows. <laughs> yeah. 
With one month to spare, NBC and the Television Academy have finally announced the host for this year's Emmys, and they didn't have to look too far. SNL's longest-running cast member, Keenan Thompson, will hopefully bring the laughs during the ceremony on September 12th. He said, quote, Being a part of this incredible evening where we honor the best of the television community is ridiculously exciting, and to do it on NBC, my longtime network family, makes it even more special. Maybe they should call it Disney and chill because Disney's streaming services have officially surpassed streaming giant Netflix. According to Deadline, Mickey and Friends have attracted 221.1 million subscribers. And this is a combo of Disney+, ESPN+, and Hulu. Meanwhile, Netflix has been losing subscribers and is down to 220.67 million. Hope this doesn't mean budget cuts for Stranger Things Season 5. Last January, John Hamm starred in an ad for Apple TV Plus where he jokingly complains that every big-name actor has a project on the platform except for him. And luckily for us, his wish has come true. Apple's The Morning Show has cast Hamm in season three as Paul Marks, a corporate titan who has set his sights on UVA. Ooh, dun dun dun! It's gonna be so so fun. Yeah, I really like John Hamm, Uh, and and I prefer him in like these more like I loved him in Mad Men, and I like that he likes to try out his you know show off his comedic chops a little bit. But I didn't love him as much as like in his sillier roles like on like Thirty Rock or Kimmy Schmidt. Like that just wasn't that's not the John Hamm I want. I want like John Hamm in like like. Drama, so I think we're gonna get like that. Don, in the I show. want like Don Draper. I'm like picture totally. Don Draper just going into the morning show. Yeah, totally. Um, I think yeah, I think I'm I'm excited for that. I think that's gonna be good. Same. Um, so we are switching things up a little bit. We normally dive right into the hits after this, but we are actually going to do our special segment first. Uh, and this week's special segment is classic spotlight. Stream on classic spotlight. So the reason we're starting with Classic Spotlight this week is because the new show, A League of Their Own, is just dropped on uh, Prime Video. So we thought before we talk about the new show, we would talk about the original movie, A League of Their Own, which we both just rewatched in anticipation uh, of this. And I had seen it a million times, but Rachel, I freaking love this movie. Same. I have not seen this movie in god i I don't even know how long but i weirdly used to watch it when i was younger anytime it was on tv and i just always remember it like remember me feeling like this is so cool like seeing these women play baseball and Mm -hmm. show up all these men and that's why i loved it and then watching it back like over the past two days i i I still love it and i and i like that i still love it and i'm happy that it kind of stood up through the last time that i watched this yeah in terms of of a quality film like a quality film uh, from it's from 1992. So for that to still stand at the test of time as like entertainment, as like something you just want to watch again, like yeah. that's incredible. I do think certain things in the movie don't hold up, obviously, but there are so many great things about this movie. There, I mean, the cast is incredible, obviously. So good. If you haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing. But Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Lori Petty, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, Taya Leone, Bill Pullman, John Lovitz. There's just so many famous people and faces in it. Directed by Penny Marshall. It's so great. And the broad concept, obviously, is all the men are at war during World War II. So naturally, they enlist the women to take over baseball because there's a baseball void in America's heart. Um, And so they create an all-female baseball league. And comedy and drama and the pulling of the heartstrings all ensue. And it's fabulous. It's so good. Isn't that kind of a wild concept that, like, when you actually think about it, like, the only reason that this came about was because men were off fighting. Like, why would it take yeah. men to be off fighting for, like, women to play professional sports? Was it even considered professional? 
Yeah, definitely. Because it's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, you know, I yeah. mean, that's kind of the, the framing of it. It You know, it, it was professional baseball. Um, and, you know, it, the movie begins and ends, you know, with Cooperstown, New York, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is. Um, which, fun fact, I I used to go there as a kid. We would uh, we would take trips to Cooperstown to see the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've actually never been there. It's beautiful. Cooperstown's gorgeous. Um, and the museum, it's, it's, it's on the smaller side, but it's very cool to see just that old memorabilia. Um, and, and, you know, I, I love, there's like the field outside, which, you know, the the older versions of our characters play ball on in the movie. It's a really, it's, it's, oh, it's a cool. kind of magical place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on the movie? Well, I, I, I have a couple of takeaways. Like obviously one, I love that, it, you know, some of the most iconic lines in movie history are from this movie. You know, like there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> like everyone says yeah. that, you know, that's a very funny classic line. Thank you, Tom Hanks. Also, something I learned uh, in this viewing is I always immensely thought that, you know how there's like older versions of the characters, like at the end and the beginning, I didn't know that Gina Davis didn't play old Dottie. So okay, wait, Gina, wait. Gina Davis, I know. So Gina Davis is Dottie, the main right. character. And in the beginning, you see what I always assumed was Gina Davis in old timey makeup, but it's actually Lynn Cartwright. It's a different hold, actress. Wait, hold on, hold on. I know. She just, they just made her look really, really, really like Gina Davis. But I just watched it on Prime Video and it popped. I'm actually speechless. <laughs> well, well that, it's because Gina Davis was the voice that you think it's her. And they put Gina Davis's mole on her. You know what I mean? So it looks like Gina Davis. And it, wait, it, what? It's okay. not her. Hold on, hold on. I, so I know. It, I'm like, it's her. Mind. Wait, it's, it's okay. So actually, when I was watching that, in the beginning, you know, she's, yeah, the older version. And then at the end, I was like, oh, that's interesting that they would have Gina Davis play the older version of her, but then they didn't have the other actresses or actors right. that's what I always play thought, the older it's versions. Not, it's not her. Okay. But so like None it's of her them are, voice? That's not Madonna. That's, no, yeah, that I guess, I, know. I guess they dubbed her voice in because it's, it's the classic like deep Gina Davis like voice. Like it's her, but it's not, that's not her. I know. Fascinating. I'm like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. And I only knew this because Prime Video lists like who's in what scene. And I like moved the mouse on my laptop and that like it popped up and I was like, wait, that that's not Gina Davis's name. Oh my who, gosh. Who is this woman? Okay. I need to do uh, a deep dive after this. <laughs> I, so I also, uh, my other takeaway besides Marla Hooch singing, it had to be you being the best thing in the movie uh, <laughs> is I want to know where you stand on, uh, I don't know, what, what, what should we, what should we term this? Uh, dropping the ball gate. Uh, you know, the the whole, the whole movie, the crux of it is about these like sisters, you know? Yeah. Uh, And at the end, keep calm. We got a spoiler alert, everybody. Keep calm. Spoiler alert. Stay calm. Stay inside. They collide, like physically, literally collide at home plate and Gina Davis drops the ball. Mm -hmm. Did Gina Davis drop the ball on purpose or not? Okay. Where do yeah. you where do so, you stand? So this is another good question because again, when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, and the whole time, like when she goes to the pitcher's mound to say, like, you know, do the high ones, she can't stay off the high. I'm like, does she do this because she knows that she's gonna hit hit it and then they're gonna win the game? Like, was she trying to let her win? Mm-hmm. The whole That's time. A, you know well, what I mean? Like I, not just well, with the ball. But what do you think? Like, do you like think Kit's team, I mean? Like, because okay, so at the very beginning of the movie, and I only wrote this down because I was like, oh, I'd never even noticed this before. Old Dottie. Um, pulls her grandson, who's playing basketball, aside, and she says, quote, now remember, no matter what your brother does, he's littler than you are, so give him a chance to shoot. Hmm. And I was like, I was like, oh, so she did this. She dropped that ball on purpose. 
right? Like she's setting this up being like, <laughs> like give, give him a chance to shoot is basically, and she's giving Kit a chance to shine. You know what I mean? Like she's like, yeah. like at the end, it's like, it's not about Dottie. It's like, it's like no matter what happens, you know, they're angry at each other. They're on rival teams. She gives Kit a chance to shoot, you know, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And like I said, like how she, she specifically told the pitcher, like what, what like she knew she wasn't gonna hold off on hitting it. Yeah. So I I yeah. And then when she when the little girls are like asking for um Kit's signature and everything, like you see Gina Davis like as Daddy just like smiling and she's like, oh I did that. Yeah. So I I'm sure I'm sure she did it on purpose. I mean, in defense of whoever disagrees, the shot is filmed and it looks very much like an accident. It does not look like she's dropping it on purpose. The way they film. Yeah. Um. So it would be you know it would be a a choice, but I am not sure. I'm not either. I'm not sure. I but I I I think they're they want us to believe that it was on purpose and that it was a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now, oh my gosh, I, I, I like I'm not going to stop Blow thinking about this movie. Well, we're going to have to pull people on social media. I want to yeah. know the answer to what people think <laughs> about this. Um. Okay. Well, that has all led us to this moment where I'm going to put it in hits. So we'll okay. see if you you agree with me. Okay. But we are getting to our hits of the week. The hits of the week. Okay, so my hit of the week, um, spoiler alert, is League of Their Own, the show, on Prime Video. The full season just hit Prime Video today. Eight episodes are out. The cast is Abby Jacobson from Broad City, who also just got engaged to her partner, Jody Balfour. Um, it also stars Darcy Carden, who is Janet from The Good Place and was also on Broad City. Um, Shantae Adams, who stars opposite Michael B. Jordan in A Journal for Jordan. And Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. It is inspired by the movie, but it is entirely new characters with entirely new plot and much more diversity. And we have not one lead, like Gina Davis, but we have two leads and two women in baseball storylines. Abby Jacobson leads the plot about the Rockford Peaches, and Shantae Adams leads the plot about her character, Max, who plays for a men's team. Okay, now with the moment of truth, Rachel, did you also put in your hits or was this a miss for you? Uh, it, it wasn't a miss for me, but okay. I don't. I'm not gonna stick it into my hits because I didn't love love it. Mm. I watched the first episode and I was a little disappointed, but I think I went into it thinking that it was the same as the movie. Yes. I didn't realize that they were gonna be different characters completely. So when you know, like they started talking with the names and because I was trying to figure out who is who and then right, the and names not, didn't match up. And I was yeah. like, wait, what is happening? Like I, so that I was a little disappointed with. Yep. Um, I thought it was a little bit slow, but I think it's one of those shows that they just have to like, you know, set everything up and kind right. of we go have to from get there. To the team. Yeah. Right. It's all the like recruiting and the, yeah. the, the trying out. Yeah. But otherwise I liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I was a dis, uh, just a bit disappointed. Um, you wanted you wanted kind of a like reboot of the original story. I guess I just thought they were going to keep like the characters at least the same. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't necessarily like have yeah. to be like a true reboot. Yeah, but that I was just kind of like, uh. and I don't yeah. know. It's 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 also so weird for me to see Abby Jacobson not in Broad City because that's one of my favorite yeah. shows. And in a and, period piece, you know what I mean? She's in like like she's in an old <laughs> she's like in old baseball uniforms. It's like oh it's interesting. God. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I can't. <laughs> I will. I really liked it. I really did. Uh, I think it's so funny too, which 
I, so watching the original movie, there are some funny lines and like a lot of them come from Madonna, but I laughed out loud so many times during this first episode and it was almost always courtesy of Abby Jacobson. She's yeah. just, she's giving like the full on broad city humor and it's still working. Like, you know, just that like real subtle, like she just like talks out the side of her <laughs> mouth and just like, she's, you know, like it's really, yeah. it's, she didn't change who she is just because she was in a period piece. Like from the, like, she's like, running to the train, which actually mirrors when Dottie and Kit are running to the train in their movie, which also was confusing because that's where I was like, when I saw her running, I was like, oh, she's Dottie. Got it. Right. Okay, right. cool. This makes sense to me. But then she's not. There's no Dottie. Dottie does not exist. Um, I understand what you're saying. Like, I love those characters, but maybe it did them a, a service to not try to do that because there just would have been direct comparisons then. You know, yeah. like we can't compare Abby Jacobson to Gina Davis in this case because they're not the same thing. They're not doing the same thing. So maybe that was a smart move, if even if it's a diff- disappointing one. But I, so I, I, I got into episode two also, and because we don't find out who the coach is of the team until episode two, and I was so happy. Um, and I didn't know he was in this show, uh, that Nick Offerman walked through the, through the door. I, I love, love him. him. Ron from Parks and Rec, he's so good. <laughs> he's the best. I'm so happy he's in this. But like, is he as good as Tom Hanks? But again, they very smartly, know, his character is wildly different than Tom Hanks. Like Tom uh, Hanks is like an alcoholic, washed yeah. up, you know, and you know, this is his redemption story. And th- this does not seem to be the case for Nick Offerman's character. Where I can't wait to see where it goes. But he's a much more positive Totally different, totally different character. And again, okay. probably very smart. So he's not being compared to Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? You're going to lose yeah. this battle if you're being compared to these people, these titans of film. You know, you're going to lose that battle. No, People are going to be like, well, you, you didn't do it like Madonna. You're not Madonna. You know, like, and I'm not saying Madonna is the best actress, but she's incredible in that movie. So, yeah, she's so know, good. She's very funny. Oh my All god, and, Ro- and Rosie I mean, O'Donnell too. Like oh, she, the, so the, funny. The duo of them, I was like, mm-hmm. this is a duo. Like I didn't even know yeah. I needed this duo. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, and yeah, I, no, I do. It was good. I do also want to say that the Shantae Adams storyline is such an important one that I do think it would have been a mistake to not include that in this current ver- iteration. Um, yeah, and I, I really liked that they didn't rewrite history here. So Shantae Adams's character Max shows up to try out for the team. And in re- in reality, there were no black women who were allowed to be in this league. And they didn't, for the sake of Hollywood, put her on the team. You know what I mean? They could have put her on, like, written it in and just rewritten history and been like, sure, we'll see what it's like for this black character to, you know, yeah. be on a team of all white women. And they didn't do that. They reject her. And it gives us the opportunity to, like, have a more historically accurate version of what uh, it would have been like like for a woman in her situation, and it is based on true historical events, there were three black women who were signed to play in an all-black um, league, a men's league, in the 50s. So that did actually happen. So I- I'm really interested to see that play out too, and I think it's cool that we have these two storylines, and the broader concept is women in baseball. It's yeah. not just this one team, the Rockford Peaches. Yeah, right. I I mean, I'm going to keep with it because I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes, especially because I don't really know the story, I guess, since it's not the same as the movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. You'll be surprised then. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting in my hits, but it wasn't in my misses either. And one last thing I want to touch on is I just do love the inclusion of the queer and complicated sexuality elements, which mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, although they hint at it from very early in the episode. But I felt that it didn't feel woke 
it felt authentic. Like it felt like yeah. I could totally, of course, see female athletes who would be struggling with their sexuality. You know what I mean? There are, are plenty of, of uh, queer women in sports today. So of course there would be queer women in sports then. We just maybe were at a time where they couldn't be out. You know what I mean? A time where they were perhaps married to men already. You know, like things like that. So I, I'm really interested to see that storyline play out. Um, and I'm glad they didn't just ignore that because of course that would be historically accurate too. Yeah, no, I know when you bring that up, that's, I'm, I'm happy that they didn't cut these certain like aspects out now because that would have been a myth. That would have been a big yeah. miss to the show, which maybe that gains another point. Yeah, <laughs> <in my yeah. laughs> I, I think, I think with this cast, it's worth sticking it out. Even if yeah, you were like, sure. I like it, but I don't love it yet. I think it's worth sticking it out. I mean, and yeah. to talk about other reboots from this year, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, that was a thumbs up for me. That was a reboot. And just like that, that was a thumbs up for me reboot. And this is the third one. This is the third thumbs up for me. I, I feel like we're maybe breaking the cycle of bad reboots. Although <laughs> bad people will reboots. disagree, like you will disagree with me on and just like that. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think I've only watched one episode of and just like that, maybe half of the second. And then this is like, I guess, the only other reboot that I've really watched. I don't think I've... Did you watch the I think. Know What You Did Last Summer series? No. Oh, my God. It was terrible. It was canceled after one season. Yeah, I so gave bad. up on Gossip, like the second, the mm-hmm. new Gossip, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl was a miss. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just not a reboot kind of gal. <laughs> sure. Until now, maybe. maybe. Until now. Until now. But, okay. Well, what was your miss of the week? Well, wait. I need to do my hit. Oh, my God. I thought that was your hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at me just trying to move along sound effects. Oh, you had, no, no. You had like an actual hit hit. Oh, I did. Great. I did. Oh, I, I did have a hit hit. Well, you know what? I I was debating whether or not I should put this in my hit, but I'm going to because well, if you, I, liked it, you liked it. What do we, what yeah, do we got? Yeah, I feel like I haven't really stopped thinking about it, but like in a good oh. way. Um, but not okay on Hulu. It is I had absolutely no expectations going into this movie. Like I wasn't thinking, oh, this is gonna suck, and oh my god, this is gonna be so great because the trailer for like it looks. Like it could go bad quick. Um, it stars Zoe Deutsch from The Politician and Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf. And the whole gist of it is that Zoe Zoe Deutsch's character, Danny, wants to be famous and have friends. That's like her goal in life. She works at this um blog, I guess, and she's a photo editor and she wants to be a writer. And her boss is just like, no, like you're a photo editor. She comes up with this whole story that she goes on a writer's retreat to Paris, and because she's a photo editor, she can manipulate photos and make it look like she was actually in Paris. While she's on her said fake trip, there's an actual terrorist attack, a bombing in Paris. So then it turns into that whole thing about like people are checking in on her. Like, are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm not okay. So she starts like the snowball, like goes. So she pretends that she, she pretends still keeps that pretending she, that she was yes. there. Um, she pretends that she was there because she loves the attention. She, then she kind of turns into like this spokeswoman for surviving like a terrorist attack and oh going through trauma. God. It's yeah, it's that whole, it's that whole thing. Then she teams up with this um, like Instagram activist for gun rights because she survived a school shooting and then they team up and it's like, a whole, so like there's a lot of like pretty deep themes in it. But yeah. what I liked about it was speaking of cancel culture again, it, it just kind of like anyone who uses social media, I recommend watching this movie. Not that it's kind of like the tell all for using Instagram or whatever platform, but it's just so insane what one tiny little story lie. photo lie can mm-hmm. literally do to your life. And it is, it's just 
it's crazy. Well, and, and all I, of social I, media is a lie. So I'm sure this is just right. a metaphor or not even a metaphor. Oh, it's yeah, a, I mean, an actual depiction of, you know, people lie all the time. Every photo yes. is like, you know, the number of people I've seen like smile when they take a photo and then the second they put their camera down are frowning. <laughs> like yeah. you, you, this is all about portraying something that doesn't really exist. Right. So is it really that big of a stretch that she pretended she was somewhere she was not? I mean, photoshopping no. yourself somewhere is like a little bit extreme compared to just portraying something that doesn't right. exist like a character but still yeah it's in, that's really interesting it was it was just like it, you know it's kind of like they make fun of it like it's satire like it you mm-hmm. know they're kind of like poking fun at this whole like influencer culture and like Dylan O'Brien's character he plays like this influencer named Colin who's very like <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression I mean oh I didn't God, see it thanks. yet but that, that, that he, was good he has like a platinum buzz cut oh, and yeah. he like always has the sunglasses he's like vaping 24-7 oh, just like like God, that kind him. of oh, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like you want to so hate him. And then like, he's like, do you want to go to a party with me? And she goes to the party and it's like for teeth, teeth whitening. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't with this whole like influencer content creation. I love this. Oh, this <laughs> sounds so, so fun. funny. But like they make fun of it. But yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so it's so sad that people like actually have those kinds of feelings. And I think that's why I made, I put this onto my hit list because I, I haven't really stopped thinking about it in that aspect. That's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like, and the way you just sold it to me, sounds like you are very excited about it. I think this justifies it being a hit. No, I am. It's just like, I, maybe it's just the world today and social media. I'm I'm like over it, but it's, and I, I think this is just like, Man on the coffin. <laughs> yeah. It's but, interesting yeah. that Zoe Deutsch is playing another one of these roles. Like on The Politician, which you mentioned, um, she played a character that was pretending yeah. to be something, you know what I mean, that wasn't mm-hmm. actually sick. Yeah. Uh, but was I, I can't I can't remember the specifics around around that, but uh I do remember uh she wasn't actually sick and she was kind of pre- pretending and then like all yeah. the attention that came along with that. I did love that show at the time with Gwyneth Paltrow and Judith Light and Bette Midler. I was like these are just, this is like a, a a gay man's fantasy with all Platt. these like fabulous women. Yeah, 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 you know. I like Ben Platt. I know, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Anyway, uh I will I will add that to my list. I like I like that recommendation. Thank you. Yeah, you'll have to keep me posted. And it, yeah, like it, I guess it ties back to my to my culture question, but anyway. All right. Miss time for real. Misses of the week. Well, I didn't have any. So. Well, that's great. So I'll speed things along. <laughs> okay. uh, sorry for rushing you to misses. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's um, okay. So my my miss, uh, I'll just quickly touch on because I don't even think it's worth talking that much about. Um, it's the number one show on Netflix. It's The Sandman. It stars Tom Sturridge, who I don't recognize from anything, but apparently, according to IMDb, he's been in a bunch. Um, And it has Gwendolyn Christie, who I did love in Game of Thrones. She played Brienne, um, and she plays the character of Lucifer in The Sandman. Mm. So it's a dark fantasy series. It's based on comic books from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, It's very complex, but basically dream, like the word dream, and then is the name of the character who is the lead. And dream is this being who controls dreams. And he gets imprisoned in episode one, and he's kept captive for a bunch of decades. And while he's imprisoned, devastation strikes the world. Some people can't go to sleep. Some people can't wake up. Um, and once he's free, he finds that his dream kingdom has been destroyed, and so how now he has to fix things. So the whole first episode is this whole setup that takes place in the past. It was devoid of any actual tension. It tried to be dark and scary, which you know I like, but it was actually slow and kind of boring. Mm. Um, it's very big budget. 
Finally, some action occurs at the end of the episode, but it's an hour-long episode, so I was like, I had to wait all this time for, I mean, the whole episode, he's just in a cage, he's captured, so there's no action. Um, I, I was like, is the Sandman a good guy or a bad guy? Do I even care? Do and I then, even care? And part of it, and I know this is because it's this epic comic book series, so I'm being impatient, but the the first episode was tons of setup, so the whole episode happens in the past, and then it resets. Every character I met in the entire episode will no longer exist, except for the main guy, you know what I mean, like oh. Dream, because it took place in the past, but that's not what this is going to be about. That was like hmm. one tiny chapter of what's going to be this big epic journey. And I mean, the fact that Lucifer is a character, you know, like, it, it's just not for me. But it did, according to Netflix, it debuted in the number one spot with 69.48 million hours viewed. And wow. it is the top, is in the top 10 in 89 countries. So clearly some people are into it. It felt epic in nature in the way that, do you remember the show in 2020, Lovecraft Country on HBO? I was obsessed. Yes, which I know you love. I never watched it, but I know you love it. It or was loved so it. good. And I mean, I would even watch it again. But y'all, if you want exciting storytelling with a ton of tension and action and suspense and all that, go watch that instead. Unless you're into this comic book, if you do know and love these characters, then by all means. But if you don't, I was confused and also didn't care. Yeah, that sounds like too much work. You yeah. sold me on that miss. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Big miss. Um, but we've now come to the end of the road where we talk about what we learned. What we learned. I learned... That my theme for this week, I guess, is cancel culture, because it, I feel like it's all I can talk about in this episode. But. <laughs> I learned that not all reboots are bad. And I also think I literally could watch Abby Jacobson do anything. Oh I just God, would be happy same. with whatever she does. If so she was then. just on screen standing there not speaking, I would be happy. She'd probably still make me laugh. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Two thumbs up for Abby. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, and we will see you all next week. Bye, y'all. Oh, it sounded like I said bye, y'all. I think you did say bye, y'all. No, I didn't. I don't say y'all. <laughs> you just said bye, y'all. And it's on, it's on, it's on uh, recorded. We got recorded no. evidence. Oh, boy. That's it for Stream On. Follow us on Instagram at shows and at Pure Wow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a Pure Wow and Gallery Media Group production.